seeing the people really enjoying the process and going home with uh, you know an extra knowledge and uh, discovering like uh, dishes and pasta shapes and uh, ingredients they they might never use before or like uh, seeing the simplicity of it never stop to kind of amaze me this is the deep in the weeds podcast i'm anthony huckstep Around 80% of Australia's citizens live within a stone's throw of the coast, garnering a great connection with the sea and a strong connection to the glorious seafood we have too. Italy is blessed with quite an incredible coastline too, but what's it like translating the food of the seaside of Italy in Australia? Davide Tonucci is the chef and owner of the Coastal Italian. Davide, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. It's good to get you on the show. You just recently opened. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So I um, recently opened a little store where I am um, running uh, cooking classes, Italian uh, cooking classes where I teach, uh, whether it's pasta making, gnocchi, ravioli, um, you name it. Um, and also I have a little retail side where I have premium uh, Italian products. Yeah, uh, it's the coastal Italian, but you're not uh, right, right on the coast. Uh, Tell us about the choice of location. (laughs) Yeah, um, so the choice of location came, uh, um, I'm from, um, I live in Glebe, so I've been looking for um, a spot uh, where to have my little store all around Sydney. And um, I find this, I found this little store uh, in a beautiful building here in uh, Glebe and uh, kind of had the vintage uh, uh, look kind of thing. And it was just the perfect setup for me. Tell us a little bit about about what you're doing there. I know you just briefly touched on it, but um, expand on that and tell us tell us what the the purpose of it is. Yeah, so um, I um, I come from a chef and a hospitality background, so I've been working in the restaurant for um, quite a while, and um, I just. Um, uh, a few years ago, I wanted to kind of uh, step out and uh, see what's, um, what was, you know, around the corner, something else. And um, I started by um, by chance, pretty much, uh, doing um, cooking classes um, in a, uh, in a uh, shop that was um, in Surrey Hills, probably, you know, uh, the essential ingredient. Uh, yeah, so they used to have um, a cooking school over there and... Um, by chance, I drop off my resume, which I, it felt like uh, I was uh, back, uh, like 10 years back when uh, I was going around uh, backpacking, dropping resume kind of thing. But uh, I walk in the door and, uh, you know, uh, ask. And uh, a few weeks later, they said, oh, yeah, there is, um, there is a spot opening up. And uh, if you are interested, we would love to have you on board. And um, I started the way doing uh, cooking classes. Um and then from there, I slowly, slowly, uh, you know, found my my groove. And um, I always had in the last few years in the back of my mind kind of, oh, I would like to open something for myself where I can kind of have the whole kind of Italian experience kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, I finally found the right spot and uh, decided to open up um, with challenges. But we're all clear now. Um, and, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we finally opened the store where I, um, yeah, you come in and uh, buy um, the ticketed events. So you can purchase your ticket, whether it's for one class or for multiple classes. You can come by yourself or with a, with a friend and learn how to make um, pasta and uh, sauces 
the Italian way without too many, uh, you know, too many things, too many ingredients. Just, uh, just a good, authentic, essential uh, Italian cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, take us back to when you were young and where did you grow up and um, what was the food like of in your family growing up? Yeah, so I'm from a, a small town uh, called Pesaro, which is on the Adriatic coast. Um, that's the name, the coast of Italian. Um, so growing up there, um, it was pretty much seafood, um, not every day, but uh, most time, multiple times uh, per week. Um because it was just so accessible and um, easy to to find at the fish market. Or I remember in summer, me and my dad uh, going fishing, like uh, uh, picking uh, hoisters or clams, and uh, yeah, it was a uh, was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, fresh uh, seafood and um, a lot of uh, family get together kind of thing, um, which is the. I feel like is the essence of uh, Italian uh, cuisine. Are there any feasts or dishes from within your family that you remember that you can share with us? Yeah, sure. Um, so one over everyone, I think, one dish that is uh, uh, really, you have that one every time you, whether it's Christmas, Easter, or like any kind of big family get-together, is um, Cappelletti in Brodo. So is... Um, because my town is really close to uh, Emilia-Romagna, so we have a lot of influence from the Romagna region, the Bologna, uh, Modena area kind of thing. Um, and Capelletti, they pretty much, the filling is exactly the same as the tortellini, so the meaty uh, filling, but the shape is uh, a little different. And they uh, serve with uh, a rich broth, and that one is like a, a staple. You need to have it every time you kind of get together, yeah. When did you first sort of have an interest in, in food and consider it as a career as a chef? Yeah. Um, so, well, interest in food, I um, like growing up, the food was all around me. Like uh, whether it was with my grandma making, yeah, the capelletti over, you know, for the whole family or like coming after school, um, I was the first one at home, so I had to learn how to make a, a pasta dish for my sister, my mom coming for lunch. Um, so that one was the kind of the first feel of cooking. But as a, as a career, I, um, I started um, a little later. So after high school, after high school, I, uh, I went, started to go to uni, archaeology, so nothing to do with food. <laughs> and um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I, um, I, look, I was looking for like a little side job uh, you know, to do, to do during uni. And um, my, my uncle had a friend there, had a restaurant, like a seafood restaurant. So I started working there a few days a week, um, literally doing salads and washing dishes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, slowly, slowly, I improved this, uh, the interest. And then he goes, oh, you want to try to hunt and, uh, you know, stepping up a little. And uh, by the end of the, the summer season and you know uh after a year or two i was like okay i think this one uh might be my career instead of archaeology (laughs) what were some of the really influential people and venues that you worked in as you built your career yeah um well this one in italy for sure uh was the first big uh, influential uh place so it was uh the restaurant was called cosa amara so bitter uh 
bit uh, muscle, but it doesn't trust Blaze Bohai, but is uh, from an Italian, classic Italian movie. Um, so that one was really um, kind of putting me the love and passion for seafood. Um, was every day fresh seafood, and we were building the menu around what we were getting on the day. Um, apart from that, um, coming here in Australia, um, there are a couple of chefs there. I think they kind of, uh, you know, put uh, an extra spark on me. Um, a couple of them, um, one of them is uh, Alex Wong. They, I think, now is running uh, Lana in the city. And uh, another one is uh, Naomi Lowry, that I worked with her a few years back as well. Yeah, so it's, um, they are, I would say they are the two major people they are, that they um, kind of, uh, yeah, put an extra spark on me. And also um, a good friend of mine now, uh, Daniel Mulligan, yeah, that he was the head chef years back at Pilu. So he, he gave me a good knowledge of uh, <laughs> his uh, techniques and, uh, yeah. Well, take us back to Italy and you mentioned um, the impact of seafood and how much uh, you were sort of handling it and cooking it as well. Are there any sort of species or dishes um, that really stood out from that time over there? Yeah. Um, so we, our region, our my area is kind of, a, a, let's say, famous and renowned for this um, uh, seafood uh, uh, dish. So it's a kind of a soup. It's called a brodetto di pesce. So it's a nice, rich um uh, seafood soup where um, traditionally you use like uh, all the um, the kind of the seafood that nobody wants kind of thing. The leftover that the fishermen had, yeah, the leftover that the fishermen had uh, uh, at the end of the day, they would go home and make this uh, kind of rich tomato-based um, based, uh, soup. Um, another one would have been um, they call canocchie in porchetta, so the manta shrimps. Right, so using the porchetta kind of uh, ingredients, so the white fennel, um, you know, the white wine, and those are, yeah, those are were really delicious. Yeah, I remember a few days, no, a few, last winter or something, uh, I went down to uh, Carriage Works and I saw the white fennel, and everyone was, uh, you know, <laughs> running to get it. I was lucky enough to get a, a bunch. <laughs> With, uh, yeah. Tell us a bit about your first head chef role back in Italy. Yeah, um, so that one there was um, kind of, again, you know, again, uh, my experience in the, my first um, restaurant. So slowly, slowly, I, um, as I said, from salad uh, throughout the years, I stepped up um, a little bit. And um, the owner, uh, a couple of years later, a few years later, opened up a, um, another um, venue in a town close by. And... Um, but he asked me if I would be happy to run the restaurant for him. And I said, yeah, I'll take the opportunity. And um, from there, is, um, yeah, it was a really fun experience. I learned a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that one was the first kind of uh, a chef experience over there. It was a little, um, you know, confronting at the beginning because it was my first big uh, role. But I had an amazing team around and um, – yeah, it was, uh, was real, really, really fun. And as I said, the, the base of the restaurant was exactly the same. So fresh seafood every day, uh, making up dishes as, you know, as the seafood was coming in. And it was, was really fun. Did, did that chance to become a head chef, did that change your approach to, to your craft? Are you surprised by the role? Um, 
I um yeah was a little surprised when uh, they they asked me. I was like, oh really? You think that I uh, I'm ready for it? And he was like, yeah yeah you you can definitely do it. And uh, you know probably they saw um, something else uh, on me that you know I uh, I wasn't uh, prepared for it. But yeah, I was uh, happy to take up the role. And um, the approach was uh, exactly the same. So I didn't uh, feel like okay I um you know. Um, getting out of my comfort zone. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a good experience, yeah. What led the, to the move to Australia? Um, was, uh, so Australia was kind of the thing that was always on the back of my mind, uh, like where I was reading books about it or uh, watching documentaries. So Australia was like, um, that's a nice place to go and uh, visit. Um, so... Again, I was quite happy with my role, you know, in uh, in Italy. But I was like, okay, I can't be, you know, already running a restaurant and uh, you know settle down, and I need another challenge. So uh, I decided to literally within a few weeks, I made up my mind and I was like, okay, yes, I bought a ticket. Yeah, I bought a ticket, and um, I was like, okay, um, Australia, here I come. <laughs> What did you think of uh, the food and restaurant offering here once you got here? Yeah, it was um, it was quite different. Um, I thought, like you know, I was at this stage. I was running the restaurant for um, a year or two back in Italy, so I kind of thought that I knew a little bit, you know, how to handle uh, seafood and you know having having a few um, you know good reviews under my belt. So I thought, okay, I can. Uh, maybe not running a restaurant because of my, you know, English level, but, you know, maybe um, sous chef or something like that. And uh, when I got here, I was, like, thrown by uh, uh, my level of English. I remember stepping into the kitchen and uh, really simply the head chef went, how are you going? And I was like, oh, my God, what did he ask? <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, my God, okay. I need to take uh, take a step back, and uh, pretty much I started from uh, yeah, entree, starting from zero almost, yeah. But it was uh, it was you know a humbling experience it was really good, and uh, you know um, was fun it was a fun uh, yeah the, the beginning yeah it was really good. What did you think of Italian food in in Australia? Um, a lot of butter for <laughs> for being Italian, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember I was in this uh, uh, restaurant in uh, Mossman. There was my first experience. Um, and it was the Italo, like a modern Australian kind of thing. I think, I think modern Australian was the um, title for the restaurant. Um, and um, I was like, when I saw the menu, when I first I walked in, I was like, it "Was all in Italian," and I was like, "Oh, sweet, I'm, uh, I'm good." But uh, the the way they, you know, it's prepared and uh, you know the different techniques, I was like, "Okay, I need to um, relearn kind of thing the the way things are done over here." And uh, I took it from there, and I was like, "Okay, kind of forget what you know uh, and start again here." You've been here for uh, over a decade now. What's some of the really key venues that you worked at and what sort of impact did they have on you? Yeah, um, so key venues, um, definitely going back to uh, chefs, they, they uh, kind of, uh, as I said, put a, another spark on me. Um, one of the venues was um, Allegra Dining with uh, Alex Wong. Um, 
And that one was a super fun, very interesting venue. We, uh, Alex always put uh, his own spin into dishes and uh, it was really, really fun to learn uh, new ingredients as well, uh, indigenous ingredients and was, um, was, yeah, it was really fun. And uh, another one, again, was with Naomi Kulinet uh, Vino in Post Point. And um, even there was, uh, again, a beautiful venue, learn, learn a, a ton from her. And, uh, yeah, so those two, I think, were their, their pinnacle, yeah, <laughs> of the venues where I worked in, yeah. As I just alluded to just before, you've been here over over a decade. Did you originally come just to uh, immerse yourself, or did you did you move here with a plan to stay? Um, I came here just to yeah, the first year. I was just to kind of uh, explore and uh, give it a go, kind of thing. Um, so I knew, you know, that I could get a job as a chef. So I was like, okay, let's work for as much as I can as a chef, and then see. Uh, you know, I'd done fruit picking and, uh, you know, volunteering and all of that to obtain the second year working on the visa. Um, I was like, okay, let's do whatever it takes to get another year and then uh, go back to Italy, see how I feel and, uh, you know, uh, go from there. And after after one year in Australia, went back and after a couple of months, I was back in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the lure? What, what drew you back? Um, I think I think it was the whole lifestyle kind of thing that I always uh, loved, and uh, you know what brought me here in the first place. Yeah, this um, yeah, it's the lifestyle that I really loved, and um, you know I could see myself here as a you know kind of a also improve my career as a chef because the first time, the second time when I got here, I knew that I was I was gonna come here to literally work and try to stay here yeah you mentioned uh at the top of the show about uh the simplicity of italian food tell us a little bit about your cooking and your approach is there a dish or two that kind of exemplifies this simplicity that you speak of yeah um so as i said like uh even when i uh teach cooking classes uh a lot of uh, the people that attend are kind of uh, surprised by few little ingredients sometimes you need to make a dish uh, taste good. Um, as long as you kind of use them the right way, you, you know, you sort it. Um, in, uh, in terms of dishes, uh, one that I really, really love and is kind of from my, from my town, uh, maybe someone else <laughs> might say, no, it's from my town, but I think it's from my town. Uh, it's called Passatelli. So again, it's... Um, from the cucina povera, like poor uh, man cuisine kind of thing. And it's a pasta made out of breadcrumbs. So um, breadcrumbs, little egg, um, parmesan cheese, all mixed together. And uh, you press it through um, kind of um, almost uh, like a potato masher kind of thing. So they, they come out like a little uh, logs. And you can serve them with um, any type of um, sauce, like whether it's a broth. But my favorite one is with uh, seafoods again. So just little tomato, uh, fresh seafood, whether it's uh, calamari or just, you know, little clams. Um, yeah, that one is a dish that I really love making. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, seafood. You've got the experience of your where you grew up and the great connection that you had with seafood there and, and in Australia. Is it is it quite different? And is, are there sort of species that you've grown to love in Australia that you wouldn't necessarily have back there? Um, 
Yeah, look, I, um, for example, like uh, one of uh, all of them, like oysters, like I was surprised how easy, how easy it is to find oysters over here. In Italy, oysters are considered like, a, you know, uh, almost like caviar, kind of top of the shelf uh, kind of seafood that you you find it in some restaurants, but, you know, uh, you have to look for it kind of thing or, uh, yeah, or book them in. Like, even in my town, like, they would have come from uh, France and, um, yeah, it was, um, was, I was surprised by that. I was like, okay, oysters are, yeah. You know, a good thing, but like easier to find here than, uh, than back home. Uh, so that one was uh, definitely one. Um, and also, like in general, the quality of the seafood is um, is amazing. Like whether it's prawns or yeah, a good prawns is amazing. Palmin uh, bugs, marin, yeah. So there is a lot that I kind of uh, uh, find here that is really good quality. Yeah. Take us into one of your um, cooking workshops. Is um, it's is there a technique or something that you you um, is a must have when learning Italian that, that you can take us through that you teach? Yeah, so um, I would say each workshop, the pasta dough, learning how to make pasta dough. That's the basic of uh, almost each uh, workshop. Um, and again, people will be the kind of. Uh, they might have in the back of my mind or the same video that, you know, might be messy and uh, complicated, but it's, I love seeing their face when it was like, oh, wow, this is something that I can actually uh, do at home on a, you know, not day-to-day basis, but like once a week or on a weekend when I got a little bit more time. Uh, so that one is always the highlight of uh, each class, making uh, fresh pasta dough. Are there any sort of tips or secrets to getting really special pasta dough? Um, no, really. Like, is um, like as long as you get the right ratio of flour and eggs, I think you are uh, on a good start. And then the kneading part as well. That one is uh, you know something that you can see many videos, but like until I guess you have someone that shows you how to properly knead it by hand. Um, yeah, that one is uh, another good, uh, you know, hands-on experience that you can't get from a YouTube videos, for example, yeah. It's, it's been a, a crazy couple of years. Um, what's been the challenges of opening your own venue and getting it up and running? Has it surprised you, uh, the process? Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> was uh, yeah, as I said, that was uh, kind of a challenge for me the last, the last uh, few months. Um, the last couple of years has been difficult with COVID. Obviously, running uh, events, whether they were small or large, has been uh, very difficult. I've seen, uh, you know, essential ingredient, the venue where I was working closed down. Um, and another place where I was renting uh, the kitchen space, again, closed down. So I was like, okay, it's been, yeah, it's been a rough couple of years for me for kind of, uh, you know, running this kind of workshops. But, um, yeah, finally, the, la- the last, uh, yeah, six months when I took up the lease and uh, the lease for this shop and started building it up was um, another, <laughs> another challenge <laughs> with uh, all, you know, council approvals and um, all of that. I'm sure many people went through it um, and it's not always uh, straightforward, but we got over it and uh, I'm so glad that finally we are able to open and welcome everyone. 
Well, I know you've only just opened the Coastal Italian store and just getting going, but what, what are you loving about what you're doing? Um, oh, just, for example, I did a, a class last Saturday and just, you know, seeing the people really enjoying the process and going home with, uh, you know, an extra knowledge and uh, discovering, like, uh, dishes and pasta shapes and uh, ingredients they, they might never use before or, like, uh, seeing the simplicity of, uh, of it. And it's just, uh, you know, always never stop to kind of amaze me and, you know, in a good way, obviously. Like, uh, I'm really happy of, uh, you know, of what I'm doing, yeah. Well, uh, Davide, it's uh, it's an honour to have you on Deep in the Weeds today to hear a bit of your story. Uh, good luck with the Coastal Italian store there in Glebe. Um, please keep in touch and we'll catch up again soon. Thank you so much for having me. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.